0: Welcome back. It has been a hell of a 30 days, (laughs) y'all, right? We have gone up, we've gone down, we've been round and round, we are finding balance, we are falling off balance, we are crying, we are laughing, we are cheering, we are yelling, we are screaming in good and bad ways, but we are here. And I use all those words to describe how I've been feeling. I don't know how you've been feeling, but every day is different. And we have so much going on. So one of the things that I know I've been really focusing on lately is taking control of my own happiness, taking control of my own joy, and not giving anybody credit that they don't deserve for affecting it, which is pretty much a full time job, is if I don't need I don't already have several, right? But I thought it'd be nice to share some things that really have helped me get through as far as breathing death into perfection because I am a self-proclaimed perfectionist. You know, I'm recovering, right? A recovering perfectionist. It's a trait that I was born with. Um, I don't know if it's because I'm a middle child, a Virgo, or because my mother is Nettie Rose, period. Like my mother is one who expects greatness from her children. And not in a child abuse type way, <laughs> but knowing you knowing you can do better. You know, people used to always say that the reason I was so disciplined was because of my stint in the military. And I can say, and I've been saying for years, it has nothing to do with the military. It has everything to do with my mother. My mother was very vocal with sharing her life with us as far as what she had to overcome, trials and tribulations she's experienced, and telling us that from a young age, not in a scary way, it was always age appropriate, but telling us in that way to let us know what was expected of us. Because here, here it goes, if she can, I can, we all can. So I grew up with the blessing of being able to see my mom's story in real life. My mom um, was young, you know, as most of our moms were back then. You know, they got married at 20 something, had kids. My mom had me at 24, right before her 25th birthday. And so I got to see her evolution um, and watch her. And now that she's in her 60s and I'm in my 40s, I see it so prevalent now how she really sculpted me and made me who I am by giving me examples. Her actions really molded me not her words, right? So because of that, I know that being perfect is is something to aspire to so to speak, right? And when I say being perfect, that means conquering whatever area of your life. There's no way to be perfect all across the board. But I do believe there's are some areas we can do well in. Um and for me, coming to the realization that perfection, striving for perfection, everything was death, right? It was not the healthy balance. It wasn't, and it isn't what we all need. And I am no coach. I am no counselor, right? All I'm doing is sharing what works for me, what keeps me going. And on some days it's y'all who keeps me going. And just like today, I had a I did not want to get out of bed, not in a depressed way, just like it was cozy. It was comfortable. It was cold outside. And I didn't want to get up and answer emails and do any of the things that life tells me I have to do in order to collect coins to live the lifestyle that I want. So I wasn't feeling it. I made a post and you guys rose to the occasion. Not only did you start jumping into my captions and my, my, my timeline, but you started texting me, calling me and DMing me. And I needed that. So thank you. And I want to share with y'all five things I do to help me kind of get back on track and recenter my life and really do what's best for me. The first thing I do is clean my timeline. If I on any platform, if I ever catch myself scrolling and feeling some type of way about someone based on their post, First step is I mute them because maybe they're having an off moment or maybe I am. Hell, I'm human. Um, If I don't like them after the mute, I just delete them and unfollow them. Why would I spend time that is my downtime scrolling through a feed or scrolling through anything and reading about something that doesn't serve me that I don't like that I'm not feeling? I say that to say you don't need an excuse to not like somebody. If you feel some type of way, it's probably right. It's called a spirit of discernment for a reason. Delete them, block them, omit them from your life. You owe them nothing, right? So that's the first step. Curating content that fills me up, that's listening to great books, that's listening to great podcasts, that's chatting with great girlfriends, family members, and people who make me feel like I'm walking in the right direction. That's number one. The second thing I do is I love myself. And some days that's harder than others. And I practiced something a few years ago that really helped me see myself because oftentimes we're going through, we're floating through life as this being, right? We're inside of this skin, this this flesh, this temple, and we don't see ourselves. We see everyone else, all their imperfection, all their flaws, because we're on that inside looking out and we don't see ourselves. So I started looking at myself in the mirror. And at whatever room I catch myself in, whether it's in the ladies room or the restroom in my home when I'm taking off my makeup, I'm looking at myself. If it's in my bedroom before I go out and I'm looking at, you know, the full look of the day or whatever the case may be, I'm looking at myself. But I'm looking at myself in the eyes. And that's difficult. And if you've never done it, I strongly suggest you do it. Just take a minute, set the timer for one minute, 60 seconds, and just look yourself in the eye and see what you see. And then when you feel comfortable with that, because you will be uncomfortable and 60 seconds is a long time. But the more you do it, the more comfortable you'll become. And as you're looking at yourself, talk to yourself, speak life into yourself. Tell yourself something you love about yourself. Like today, I can say I love that I am being more transparent with my woes and with my happy moments. And I love that I'm smiling. And that can change your mood just like that. Just recognizing that you're a person and you're not just a to-do list. And you're not just a caregiver. And you're not just a friend, a lover, or an enemy. You are a person having a life experience, a human experience. So give yourself a moment to acknowledge that and to be in that. And you will seep and re- seek and re- reap benefits from that. The next thing I do, which I, I really have come to enjoy is I'm giving. I read a book called 29 Gifts by Cami Walker. Y'all, this book was really, I don't know what even attracted me to it, but it did something for me. I never realized how important it was for me to do things for other people because that what is what brings me joy. It brings me so much joy. It can easily change my mood. It makes me feel like I'm adding something to somebody's life and I'm contributing in their journey and helping them in any way that I can. And so after this reading 29 gifts, I decided to do the 29 gift challenge. And for 29 days, I am gifting people, persons, organizations, just because without being asked, without being prompted, uh, initially when I started, I couldn't think of things to do. So I just kind of went on Kiva, which is a site that helps you give micro loans to people in other countries to help them do things that they need to survive and take care of their families, things that we take for granted here in America, you know, like clean water, uh, being able to just go to the grocery store and buy fresh fruit, uh, so buying them seeds for their garden, uh, helping them buy baskets or products or whatever they need. And that carried me through that first seven days because I fell down a rabbit hole and I felt, found so many great causes and people who I wanted to just help them in their journey. Then my spirit was conflicted because I felt like it can't just be write a check, right? I wanted to do something that made me uncomfortable. I wanted to give things that made it a little challenge so it was more of a sacrifice. And I started to give my time in different ways. I volunteered to help friends do things. I am helping some folks do some marketing that they couldn't afford to do. Things that normally would bring in revenue for me, I'm donating that time to make others' lives better. I'm on day 18 right now. Um, I did miss a day. So I had to start over. So, you know, but that's a beautiful part of this, this, this journey is you have to do it consecutively for 29 days or you start over because you're basically building a momentum of change by putting that good out into the universe. It's been phenomenal for me. It has been enlightening for me. I've been telling everybody about it. You guys know when I'm into something, I am like preaching it from the mountaintops. And so if you haven't read the book or listened to it already, it's on audible. So it's easy. It's a quick one. I want to say it's like three hours. So easy commute, one week back and forth to work or in the gym, you should finish it. But I hope you enjoy it. It's been great for me. And giving is always a way to make yourself feel better because it kind of puts everything in perspective, right? Those things that we are stressing about typically is because we're worried about the future, things that we cannot control. Um, and this helps us realign where our thoughts are and where our energy is flowing. You know, attention goes where energy flows, where attention goes. So, uh, giving is always a great way to press reset and ma- remind you that you don't have to be perfect. And then comparison. This goes back to my feed. I make it a point to not covet what other people have and where they are in their journey, to celebrate them in their journey. And I'm able to do that because I don't follow people I don't like. I don't follow people who I'm not cheering for, people who I feel are disingenuous, or people who rub me the wrong way. It might sound petty, but that works for me. And it helps me keep negative thoughts out of my life because you, what you seek is seeking you. And if you have people in your timeline or around you that make you think negative thoughts, guess what? You're attracting more negativity. I choose to only seek to attract positive things. So I am following people who I want to see win. I am cheering for people who I want to see win. I am motivating. I am donating to people who I want to see win. And that changes everything for me. There is no comparison there. It's only gratitude. It's only, it's all love, right? So that might seem drastic to a lot of people. I don't really care. That's what I have to do for this particular station that I am in, in my life. And it works for me. It's been working for me. And I know it will work for you. So another thing I've been doing, you guys probably noticed is I'm just being real. I'm sharing those moments when I feel like shit. When I feel like it's time to throw in the towel, when I just can't do anymore, I'm sharing more wins and I'm trying to find a positive way to do that because I feel like there's something to win at every day. I'm not going to lie, y'all. Even the small things like remembering the techniques of talking to my daughter and not yelling, uh, remembering to acknowledge her and to be there for her. Those are things that are major for me to unplug and be present in those moments when she's telling me about her day and not dismiss her. That's a win for me. So sharing those personal moments in my life, that's a challenge for me. I'm not going to lie to you guys because I don't like people in my business and not because I don't know why. I just I don't know if that's the way I was raised. I don't know. It's just really difficult for me to go too personal because, number one, if it's not, if it affects other people in my life, I don't necessarily feel like I have the right to share it um, if it's something you know significant. But I also don't want to be walking around high capping right, and showboating. But I want it to be genuine. I want people to understand that if I'm sharing, it's because I want to let you know you're not alone and this is where I am and you saw where I started. Perfect example, you guys know that I started uh, a digital agency, a digital marketing agency called BAS Media. I started right after I started Brunch and Slay. I never advertised it, never really talked about it to people. It was basically referral bases. Well, COVID 19 led me to go hard with it and really start reaching out and and seeking clients. And y'all, it has been amazing. My team has grown. I actually have employees. I'm like having to do payroll every month. That's exciting for me. Um, landing clients that I could only have dreamed of, just the momentum and the gift that it is to have a full-scale agency is something that I am over the moon about that I want to share with you guys. If you'd like to check it out, it's my website. It's basmedia.net. But it's been a beautiful journey. And I really feel like it's been flourishing because I've been giving. I started out when I decided to go hard with a friend of mine. We went out and we went to some small businesses around Dallas and said, hey, I, this is things we can, we can help you with with your digital marketing. And thankfully, several businesses said, sure, we'd love for you to help us and give us we'd give you a try. And we did. And we were able to over deliver to them. And give them things that I know that they weren't wouldn't be able to afford from a major agency and I feel like that that was the first steps in planting the seeds to elevate us as a brand and as an organization. So giving to others is a gift that keeps on giving. And when you give, don't expect it to come back from the from whom you give it to, which is probably why I saw that Kiva because I knew those people I I did it anonymously and I knew that they would never be able to to directly thank me for it. I didn't want it to come from them. I want them to help someone else. So that's been beautiful for me. Uh, Sharing more of myself has just been, it's been a level up for me because it's making me just feel like guards are being taken down. I was tired of being so damn strong, right? I was tired of that. And being able to show that I'm not strong has given me freedom mentally. um, And I guess career-wise, it's given me freedom. And then the the last piece of medicine that I can give that would help you go ahead and bury perfection is to laugh. Y'all, when I was so blue from all the things that were going on in our current environment before I went back into my bubble and realized that was best for me at that time, I had to consciously seek TV that would make me laugh and podcasts and things that would make me laugh and books. And it was food for my soul. It was the next level for me. So find something to laugh at. And y'all, my guilty pleasure has been the Cleveland show. I'm not going to lie. I've been watching it on Netflix, cracking up, watching foolery and just doing that before I go to sleep, which has helped me have a really good night's sleep. And it's helped me so much. So these are just a few things I do to keep me on track. I'd love to know some of the things that you're practicing to make sure that you are being able to be your best self and navigate the times in this era that we're in um, I know that these are small these are quick these are things that don't have to cost you money right um, and I hope that they bring some kind of value and some kind of help to your day um, hope you have a fantastic week and that you share this with someone if you got anything from it and just tag me and tell me one thing that resonated with you or one thing that you're doing because I want to know that too so until next time y'all always remember that if she can I can we all can.